Welcome. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Time for the word. For the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Ministering today is our regional pastor, anointed woman of God, an author, a church planter, visionary leader. God has planted a word for you in her heart. Now let's sit back. Remove all distractions. Tune in. And be ready to receive the word which will change your life for good. With excitement, let's make welcome. Pastor for Neil Berlana. Hallelujah. Last week, we talked about irrevocable blessings. We've run the series Audacious Faith for about eight weeks. And last week, I began to talk to us about the current things that are happening all around us. This week, by God's grace, America will be going to the polls. I hope you are praying. It is our duty, it is our responsibility to pray. I know that prayers are going on all over this nation and all over the world because America is critical to what happens to the rest of the world. America has been the greatest nation on earth. We want it to continue to be the greatest. And we want it to be the greatest in terms of faith in Christ Jesus. It is therefore our responsibility to continue to pray, not just for America, but for all the nations of the world. Last week, we talked about Nigeria and the powerful impact the young people in Nigeria are making in trying to force the hand of that nation to move forward. And I believe that God will help our young ones. I believe that the seed that they have sown will propel Nigeria forward, whether the devil likes it or not, and whether his agents resist or not. Nigeria has started a journey into its future, and by the grace of God, nothing will stop the materialization of the dreams and the vision of our young people in Jesus' name. Today, we are going into a new series on light. And the title for today's message is This Little Light of Mine. We are starting a brand new series. Let there be light, and you must be the light. You must be the light. Genesis chapter 1. At the beginning of creation, and it's a story we've heard over and over and over again, the Bible tells us that the earth was formless, and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And this is where most nations of the earth find themselves today. Most nations of the world today find themselves in the valley of darkness. Void, chaotic, darkness, Places where there used to be form and order are now formless and void. Vacuums of leadership popping up everywhere 
all over the face of the globe. It's not a new thing. At the very beginning, in the beginning, the very first verse of the Bible, the Holy Word of God, the Bible says the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. God did not give up. God did not lose hope. God did not leave the world the way it was. God stepped in and he took action. What did God do? The Bible says that the Spirit of God moved over the surface and God spoke. He said, let there be. By God's grace for every one of you under the sound of my voice, if you have Jesus in your heart, if you have received him as your Lord and personal Savior, you have light in you. God has already spoken the light into you. At the beginning, the Spirit of God had to come and hover over the face of the earth. And God had to speak and say, let there be. But as I said, you and I are here. Be that light. That light is already in you. If you have Christ in your heart, you are the light that God is depending on. Let there be light, and there was light. God wants us to order his light to shine. Like him, we need to begin to speak out. We cannot afford to keep quiet. For years in the nation of America, Christians kept quiet. Not defending our faith as we should. Until all kinds of darkness filled the land. And when we look at a nation like Nigeria, we see darkness trying to fill that land. A land that has sent out more missionaries all over the world than any other nation in the 20th and 21st century. We see today not only darkness coming, but we see Islam pushing through the northern part of Nigeria pushing into the southern Christian part of Nigeria. We see jihadists making boast that they will take Islam from the desert, from the wilderness, down to the Atlantic Ocean, where the southern part of Nigeria that has been Christian for over a hundred years. This little light of mine, I am going to let it shine. I am going to be the light. On my watch, I will not allow darkness to overrun the earth. How many of you are going to join me and make sure that we do have global impact and we do not allow darkness in whatever form to overrun our communities, to overrun our cities, to overrun our nations on our watch. How many of us are making that pledge? We must speak like God spoke. We must command like God commanded. We must be unhesitant. 
We must be decisive. We must be direct and we must be authoritative. God did not negotiate with darkness. He brought the force of his power against darkness. And we, as his children, must do the same. God said, let there be. And there was light. Psalm 97. Psalm 97, verse 11. Says, light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Light is a seed. Whatever you can sow is a seed. The Bible says light is sown for the righteous. When light is sown in you, God's expectation is that it will grow. That your light will become more and more intense. Pushing back greater and greater darkness. That your light will be effective and impactful against darkness. Light is sown for the righteous. And as our light shines, gladness comes to the upright in heart. A seed is an expectation. Every time you sow a seed, there is an expectation. If you put corn seeds in the soil, there is an expectation. You put it in the soil because you are expecting that one day you are going to go there and you are going to harvest ears of corn. Am I right? Yes. Every time you sow a seed, whether you sow a financial seed in church, there is an expectation. An expectation of multiplication and increase. Light is sown for the righteous. God has sown light in us. He has an expectation of harvest. A seed is an expectation. A seed is planted in hope. A seed is nurtured in faith. When you plant that seed, you go out, you water it. You are believing that one day it will bring something. So you keep taking care of it. Light is a seed. A seed is an expectation. You plant a seed in hope. You nurture a seed in faith. And you harvest its fruits with joy. Every time you plant a seed, every time you have an expectation, every time you nurture your seed in faith, and your harvest comes, you go out rejoicing to reap your harvest. We must not be stingy in our sowing. At Sunday school today, we learned how we must take care of widows and orphans amongst us. That is a seed. You are planting in somebody else a seed of joy, a seed of hope. And as you obey, you reap a harvest of joy. We must not be stingy in our sowing. We must be joyful and expectant as we sow. And when we do that, hope keeps up alive till there is a manifestation of results. Be the light. Be the light. Your light, my light, our light 
And those little specks of light all over the globe will bring that global impact that we are believing God for. Don't say, oh, it's little me, I don't matter. Don't say, who hears my voice? Nobody knows me. Those little children in Nigeria who started, nobody knew them. But look at what God has done. And what God will do as we continue to nurture their seed in prayer. Zechariah 4 verse 10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings. Don't despise these small beginnings. I want to encourage all our young people who are inspired by the things that they saw, the sights they saw, the push they saw from the young people in Nigeria. Don't despise those small beginnings. Believe me, what we saw are small beginnings. Because we are going to see great things. You already saw some of our high achievers. Every single one of them still very young. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. God rejoices in seeing those seeds planted. He rejoices in seeing the work begin. God is looking for you to begin the work. He's waiting for you to begin. Once you leave the rest to him. Amen? Amen. Leave the rest to him. Don't worry about her. Am I qualified? Ah, do I have the resources? Don't worry about all that. Just start. And see Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, the provider. See him provide resources. Just start. And see him, the Alpha and the Omega, carry the work that you started to a glorious end. Just start. God rejoices to see the work begin. Because every time you start the work, you are taking a step of faith, audacious faith. And every time you take a step of faith and stand on that water, God will not let you sink. Never. I want to assure all our young people who are listening from all over the world, and especially to the ones in Nigeria, please do not give up. Do not be intimidated. Do not allow them to, to, to shout you down. God rejoices to see the work you started. And he is the one who will carry you to fulfillment. Want to speak to young people all over the world? Want to speak to the young people here in the U.S.? Please, next time around, when it is time for us to go to another election in four years, if Jesus tarries, let's make sure that we get rid of all these old men. Get rid of all these old women. It's time for the young people. All the pe I'm looking at them. The president, the vice president, the leaders of Senate. All of them old. Young people, where are you? Start the walk, begin the walk. The Lord says, I rejoice to see the work begin. You start, you step out in faith and see whether God will not catapult you to global impact. Be the light. Don't allow the people whose lights are going dim to continue to tell you what needs to be done. I'm not discounting the wisdom of age. I'm not saying to you disrespect old age. No. There's something about old age and experience 
and the wisdom that it brings that you cannot buy with money. That was the reason why Jethro was not the one leading the children of Israel. It was Moses. But Jethro came alongside Moses and said, Moses, young man, I see what God wants to do in your life. However, listen to the wisdom of an old man. Appoint leaders who will help you. That is what old, older people do. I don't want to use the word old people. Because when you say old people, you write them off. Except the old people who do not want to leave what they should be handing over. They don't want to hand over the baton. Take the baton from them. There's a place for elderly wisdom. God wants to see you step out. Please make sure after all this is done, you register whatever country you are. Become a card-carried party member. Begin to attend their meetings. Next time around, I want to be voting for you, not some old grandfathers. For all the older people, I love you. I'm one of you. I'm one of you. But let's respect ourselves. Little beginnings, little people, little steps. God loves to take the weak, the helpless, the unknown, and take them to high places. God has, 1 Corinthians 1.27, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. Psalm 8 verse 2, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, God has ordained strength because of your enemies. Out of the mouth of babes. God has ordained strength. Let's encourage our young people. Every time you see an organization, a community, a nation, make a radical progressive change. It is us most of the time. It is propelled by the energy of the young people. You may have ideas. It takes young people to run. Older people don't run. What do they do? They sit and they watch. They watch you. And they say, hey, don't go that way. Go this way. There's a reason why when you are at home, the people you signed on errands are the young people in the house. Little beginnings, little people, little steps. God uses the weak, non, seemingly non-consequential things to confound the mighty. God uses little things. What did he use to destroy Pharaoh? <laughs> his horses, his chariots, his army. What did God use? Moses' little rod. Said, Moses, where is your rod? Moses took that ordinary stick. Said, Stretch it across the water. The whole of the army, all the instruments of war of Pharaoh, buried in the Red Sea. 
God is looking for young people who are willing. He's looking for the weak people who are willing. He's looking for the foolish people who are willing. He's looking for anyone who is willing. He will do the equipping. He will do the equipping. All you need to be is willing. He looked at Joshua. Joshua that started with Moses when Joshua was a teenager. And if you go through the Bible, you will see when we talk about Daniel and Joseph and Esther and Joshua, all of these were young little children. They were teenagers. And, and they, were, they found themselves in corridors of power and they grew in it. God said to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 5, No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. I will be with you. He did not stop with walking with Moses. He went, God went ahead and walked with Joshua. If you see any mighty man or woman of God or any powerful person anywhere in the world. It is not God's intention that when they end, everything ends. As great and as mighty as Moses was, God said to Joshua, who took over from Moses, he said, Joshua, don't be intimidated by the stature of Moses. Don't be intimidated by all the things that Moses did for me. He said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. Paul said to Timothy, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Paul who described Timothy as his son, my son in the Lord. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, he said, let no man despise you. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Don't, let, don't allow it. Don't allow anybody to say to you, shut up, what do you know? You know plenty. You know plenty. By the grace of God, the spirit of God inside of you, you know a lot. Don't, anyone, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers. God is looking for the young and he will equip them. If we are going to be the light to have a global impact, then whatever little light you have inside of you, let it shine. This little light of mine, let it shine. I'm going to tell you in a minute how to increase the intensity of that light. Because the more intense your light is, the greater it shines in the darkest of darkness. Daniel, David, Esther, Joseph, Joshua, all set apart in their teenage years, in their early 20s. They walked with God throughout life, and they succeeded. They had good success. And if you make yourself available, I can guarantee you, as the Lord lives, that you are next in line. Amen. I want to speak. Forgive me if I'm talking to the young people in Nigeria and America today. They need to hear. Amen? Amen. The, the young people in Nigeria have already started their march to deliverance and victory. You've taken a step. 
The world heard your voice. Don't back down. Don't back out. And don't cave in. They are hiding behind darkness. Everyone practicing evil hates the light. They don't come out to the light so that their deed will not be exposed. Why do you think they turned off the light before they started shooting? Because they love darkness. Evil is perpetrated in darkness. First they turned off the light and then they started to shoot. I want to warn all those young people that the next stage after trying to intimidate you with light ammunition is to offer you a mess of pottage. Be careful when they invite you to come and negotiate. They are going to give you a mess of pottage like Esau. If you take it from them, you will mortgage your destiny and future. Destiny is on the line. If they offer you opportunity for limelight, they will offer you money. They will even try and blackmail you. Don't cave in. Because there's glory ahead. There is great glory ahead. Pay the price now. Do not take that mess of pottage from them. Because if you take it from them, they will take your future from you. When Jacob offered Esau pottage and Esau ate, that was the end of his inheritance. As much as his father loved him, he could not recover it back. God will be with all of you young people. And for the young people here in America as we prepare for an election, and for young people all over the world. You don't have to do it the way they did it. The way they did it worked for them, but times have changed. There's a new way to do what needs to be done. Don't piggy back on them. Seek the face of God. And God will show you what to do. Seek the wisdom of God. And God's wisdom will instruct and direct you. They are going to tell you that you need big money to do politics. No, you don't. All you need is God. All you need is God's giving ideas. Do not be intimidated because now is your time. By God's grace, by Tuesday, everyone who should vote or who wants to vote would have voted. It will be the beginning of another journey for another four years. Please, immediately, calm comes when the excitement of the elections are over and the the results are out, no matter who wins the election. Young people, it is time for you to begin to mobilize. You can form your own party. Mobilize. Let your light shine. You are the future. You should be writing the vision for your future. Step up. And don't leave it for career politicians anymore. Take the bull by the horn. Don't just take whatever comes to you. First Timothy 4, 
Verse 12. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. How do you have good success? How do you have good success as a young person? This is a whole sermon on its own, but I will give you a few points and we will do a deeper, in-depth study later as we proceed in our series, Be the Light. Because you must be the light. Paul said to Timothy, don't let anyone look down on your youthfulness, but rather in your speech, because usually it's in speech that people show their foolishness. When you open your mouth, people know whether you are a fool or not. That's why it's always better to keep your mouth shut when you don't know what to say. Paul said, watch your speech. If you want to have good success as a young person, watch what you say. Number two, he says, watch your conduct. How are you behaving? Watch your conduct. Don't behave carelessly. Don't ask the fool anyhow. Number three, he said, love. When you have love, when you have the love of Christ in you, and you treat everyone with Christ's love. No bias, no prejudice. You are not carrying guns because somebody is black and somebody is white. When you love all people with the love of God. Paul said to Timothy, faith and purity. Have faith in God. You want good success as a young person? Have faith in God. And he adds the word purity. You have to be pure. Pure thoughts. Pure relationships. Pure relationships. When you get into a relationship, be pure in that relationship. We are having... Parents saying that their children, age four, age five, is, are telling them, I will, I'm a girl, I'm a boy. That is stupid. I'm, 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 I'm gay, I'm lesbian. At what age? At age six, at age 10, at age 15, at age 20, you are gay and lesbian? Should you even be thinking about sex? I was done college. <laughs> I, I, I was in college and, and my boyfriend wanted to visit me at home. I was shaking in my shoes that, eh? <laughs> what, what will my father say? You are 15, 16, you are saying you are gay. You, how do you know who, what you are? <laughs> Purity. Are you of marriageable age? If you are not of marriageable age, you should not even be thinking that whether you are gay, whether you want to go with a boy or you want to go with a girl. This is this is the nonsense that our, our age is being, being exposed to. And every parent who is listening to their child, their child is saying, I don't know whether, your 10 year old child is saying, I don't know whether I'm a girl or I'm a boy. Look, 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 at, look at your biological components. Are you stupid? <laughs> just, just, just check yourself. Just check yourself. You check yourself, you will know whether you are a boy or a girl. 
There are a few exceptions, very, very, biolo very, very few biological ex exceptions where we have hermaphrodites. Those are, those, those are very few. Paul said, don't be foolish. He was talking to Timothy, a young man here. He said, what you speak, what you say out. Somebody looks at you and says, I don't know whether I'm a girl or a boy. A 30-year-old man with, with beard is saying that I'm a girl. Paul said, don't be stupid. Conduct, but rather in speech, conduct love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Be the light. Show wisdom. The things you say, the way you behave, your love, unfeigned love for everyone, your faith, your purity, be an example. Be an example of those who believe. I could go on and on very quickly because I want to round up. And then Paul said, until I come, give attention. What are you supposed to give attention to? He said, to the public reading of the scripture. Public reading of the scripture means let everybody know who you are. You are a Christian. Read the scripture publicly. To exhortation. Exhortation is encouragement. Encourage people with the scripture. All departmental leaders, all natural group leaders, you should be doing this every, every week with the people who are in your department or in your, in your natural group. If you had any, if you had any um, community inside this church, on a regular basis, you need to be breaking bread with them. Read the scripture, exhort them, teach them. If, you are, if all you do in this church is you only come, you listen to Sunday sermon, you are doing yourself a great disservice. This is the recipe Paul gave to Timothy for spiritual success. He says, do not neglect the spiritual gift that is given to you. Prophetic utterances. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed by them. Let them possess you so that your progress will be evident to all. When you are possessed by the things of God, there will be measurable progress. Measurable progress. Pay close attention to yourself. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things for as you do this, you will ensure salvation, both for you and for those who hear you. Be the light. Be the light. Be the light. This little light of mine, tell yourself, I'm going to let it shine. These are your marching orders going forward. Move, go out, shine, let there be light. And as you go, God said, to, as God said to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 5, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And God will carry you to that place of good success. We will have global impact in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's rise up on our feet. And if you are watching online, do you have light in you? Is your light shining? The only way you can get that light into you is by giving your life to Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. When he comes into your heart, he brings his light to you. And as his light begins to shine through you, you begin to have impact.
If you are listening to me today, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, wherever you are, I want you to pray with me. Anytime Jesus is not in your heart, if you have not surrendered your life to him, you are walking in darkness. And remember, Genesis 1, the first thing the Lord said is, let there be light. I want light to come into your life now. Light to come into your heart now. Wherever you are, if you would bow your head and talk to the Lord and say, Jesus, I want your light in my heart. I want your light in my life. I want darkness to leave me. I want sin to leave me. I want to live a life of purity like Paul told uh, Timothy. Jesus, forgive me my sins. Wash away my sins. I confess my sins, Jesus. I'm sorry for them. Please forgive me. Are you praying that prayer right now? Talk to the Lord because I'm going to pray for you in a moment. Wherever you are, tell him, I'm tired of my life of sin. I confess my sin, Jesus. Please forgive me. I invite you to come and be the Lord of my life from now. Give me your salvation. Did you pray that prayer? Let me pray with you. Father, I pray for everyone who is making this decision. Making a decision that they want your light in their life. As they surrender their life to you right now, as they tell you, Lord, that they are sorry for their sins. I pray, Father, for forgiveness. That you will forgive them all their sins. You will take away the darkness of sin, O oh God. You will bring your light into their hearts. You will become their Lord and their Savior from this moment. You will bless them, O oh God. And you will be with them as you have promised. Let them become the light from this moment. Let their light shine, O oh God. Father, we thank you. And we honor you. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer wherever you are, there's a number on your screen. Text saved or salvation to that number. We want to know that you have separated from darkness and you have allowed the light of Christ in your life. Text saved or salvation to that number. We will get in touch with you. I want to be able to pray for you. So please, text saved or salvation to that number so that we can help you on your journey of faith and I can continue to pray for you. The Lord bless you. For all of us others, is your light shining? Is your light shining? Like Paul said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, he said, watch your speech. Watch your conduct. Be a person of love, of faith and purity. Be an example. I want you to talk to the Lord. Have you been an example of wisdom, of godliness? of faith, of purity. Ask God for forgiveness if you have failed him in this area. And ask God for grace right now. That Lord, I want to be godly. An example in, my talk, in the way I talk. In my conduct. Impurity. I want to immerse myself in your word. I want my spiritual progress to be measurable. Help me, Lord. Help me. Lord, we thank you. As we pray, O God of heaven, let there be a transformation in our life. Let us become that light in Jesus' name. 
And once more, Lord God, we look up to you. We pray for this nation as we head to another election. We ask for peace. Every threat of violence, every threat of chaos, we silence in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said, let there be light. And we as your children over the nation of America, as we go to another election, we say, let there be peace. Lord, we dispatch angels all over the length and breadth of this nation. And we ask, oh God, wherever groups are gathering for violence, let your angels engage them, oh God, yeah. and disarm them yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And we pray for all our young people in this nation. You will infuse them with courage and boldness and vision. That they will step forward for leadership. And Lord, as they surrender just themselves to you in purity, in conduct, in speech, immersing themselves in your word. You will infuse them with the wisdom they need to lead this nation. We bless all our young people. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.